turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning. Welcome to Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. Welcome to the show where we look back on half-remembered TV shows from our childhood and other people's childhoods and investigate them. Investigate them for mysteries and solutions. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this, and it's probably uh, Clutch Cargo or <laughs> Or whatever we want to watch. <laughs> Do you mean like Clutch Cargo is the, the culprit of every crime or that like he is <laughs> the bottom of cartoons? Like if you reach your whole mm. arm into cartoons down to the shoulder, they're at the bottom. Not necessarily respective of his quality, just something about him all the way down there is Clutch Cargo. I think so. Because <laughs> I can't trust him when his face doesn't match his mouth. <laughs> which I, which i guess means i don't trust any superheroes that have only an exposed mouth i don't trust batman <laughs> i don't I, uh, I don't trust spider-man when he characters. lifts up his mask to have a snack yeah yeah if you're eating i don't trust you if you're a superhero <laughs> you can't save me whole face or nothing which has oh. happened I've seen a, a Spider-Man. Maybe it was Toby. Maybe it was Andrew. I don't remember. But one of them had to take their whole mask off to comfort a child. Exactly. It was yeah. probably Andrew. He's like, I think he's... <laughs> they probably had to comfort Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> the child, Andrew. I went into this on another podcast, how I think that the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man would be the most comforting Spider-Man to rescue you. I feel like he's the best bedside manner. Like he's he he's the best at talking somebody down from a panic state. Okay, is it, does this also stem from the 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 fan opinion of Tobey Maguire, best Peter Parker, Andrew Andrew Garfield, best Spider Man, Tom Holland, best of both worlds? Hmm, that certainly is true. I think. I don't know, like, Toby and Tom have got a certain amount of, like, you, you can see him flailing, you can see him sweating a little bit, but I think Andrew, I don't know, he's a bit smoother when he's Spider-Man, and I feel like if I was a New York City citizen in peril, and he was the Spider-Man who swung up to me, he would do the best job of calming me down. That's fair. Do you think yeah. if, he, if he was still Spider-Man, he would do that? Or only for that era he was Spider-Man? Do you mean like here uh, in the year 2021? Yeah. I, I, I believe so. Especially okay. like if we're not talking about just like Andrew Garfield makes another movie, but like the Andrew Garfield Peter Parker has still been Spider-Man all this time. Sure. He's seen so much more. He's going to grow into being an even better Spider-Man. People are going to be like, "I, dang, Spider-Man, counsel me. <laughs> That's a lot of the comics. Those are often the best issues of the comics. Yeah. Uh, when superheroes just drop everything to help help one person having mm -hmm. a very difficult time, those are the best issues. Yes, we didn't we're come here about, to talk about Spider Man. Yeah, we're, we're talking about Rupert today. <laughs> <laughs> but before before we talk about this very nice uh, bear, Rupert uh -huh. the bear, 
we have our first segment where we talk about any new media we've been adjusting uh, called What's New Scooby-Doo? Mel, what's new Scooby-Doo with you? I went to see our parents this past weekend. Them? And our dad's... <laughs> you're familiar. Okay, our dad's yeah. watching... Like a show about fixing cars or something very dad-like. And then the show is over and he's channel surfing around. And the next thing he lands on, and he's not clicking up and down through channels. Like he goes to the guide where he sees the name of everything and deliberately selects something to land on. Mm -hmm. And what he landed on was Casper's Scare School. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, was that the the show or a movie? It was a movie from, okay. uh, I don't know, like 2006, something like that. It's Dad, uh, Dad d- picks this, you're saying. You're telling me. He picks this. He watches it for like 15 minutes. Then he gets up, goes to another part of the house to do something else, leaves it on. Like, doesn't mm-hmm. offer me or mom the remote. Doesn't say like, okay, I got to get back to the workshop. You guys can have this. So mom and I just keep watching. And I'm like, okay, so we've all agreed. Like, we're all just going to watch the entirety of Casper's Scare School. <laughs> honestly for how much mom and dad just in like watch a lot of movies now they're gonna have to start hitting casper <laughs> the entire movie category that is casper right and like maybe they knew casper when they were little kids i don't know how old casper is as an intellectual property now now, now when you say that they knew casper when they were little kids do you mean <laughs> the man who died the boy that died and became casper they knew him no, he's from him? New England. I, <laughs> their parents could. I mean, probably. You watch that movie. That's that's New England, right? Okay, I'll take your word for it. I can't. I don't have a uh, rebuttal to that. We're gonna watch Casper at some point, and we're gonna get into this. But no, I mean, so. like maybe our parents read Casper comics when they were little kids or something. I don't know. We just we just watched Casper's Scare School this weekend without any discussion. We just did it. Uh, it's fine. I'll tell you what's <laughs> weird about this movie okay. is that it's got good voice performances in it, but very few of the actors are doing a voice. It was okay. the most normal voices I've heard <laughs> in a cartoon that looks that silly in, a, in ever, maybe. It was very jarring. So it just, <laughs> no one's doing voices. So it's just like, the only, only kind of movies I can think where people don't do voices are just serious dramas. Right. So like John DiMaggio is um, Uncle Stinky. And he doesn't and do he a pretty- voice? He mostly, he's like a little heightened, but it's like, that's mostly just John DiMaggio. Like the headmaster of Casper's Scare School is like a two-headed creature named mm-hmm. uh, Balder and Dash. Alder okay. and Dash, actually. It's not even Balder exactly Dash. the wordplay. It's like one letter off of that. Headmaster's Alder and Dash. And yeah, you'd think like you got two heads on one body, like one's tall and thin, one's like short and squat. That's a prime opportunity to like get real robbery with what you're doing, and no, just, just this sort of sound like men. <laughs> <laughs> a movie of men, <laughs> dead men. Would you? So it was fine. Would you? Would you recommend it? Uh there's some cute character designs in it. 
That's about it. I <laughs> uh, did not make a strong impression on me. If you see it on TV, you can watch like five minutes of it for, you know, like the character design. That's all oh, I recommend one, is five minutes there's of it. One, there's one joke in it I really liked, which is that they have um, one of their like scaring professors is this fire breathing dragon and his name is Mr. Third Degree Burns. <laughs> like that's a solid piece of wordplay. That's yeah. <laughs> I'll tip my hat to Casper's Scare School for that one. That's pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, so I haven't been ingesting too much lately. I was sick uh, over the weekend between us recording and us recording now. Mm. Uh, so I didn't get to do a lot of the stuff I wanted to do. I mostly just laid in bed. So. Most of the stuff that I've been ingesting was a podcast that I've been catching up on. Uh, I normally have like maybe like five or six episodes in the queue for the week, but I've been up to like 11 for the past couple Mm -hmm. weeks. So I'm just kind of having trouble catching up. But for the podcast that I am enjoying catching up, I've been catching up on Bill Buds. uh, The Bill Buds podcast. Have I talked about them before? No, but I've heard it advertised on Hey Riddle Riddle every week. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, JPC from Hey Riddle Riddle and uh, Johnny O'Mara from Dilettante Ball, which I've mentioned on the show before, uh, Mm -hmm. do this uh, podcast where they uh, are bill buds and they talk about pop music from like the the last so many years. And they're just kind of doing uh, like a list of like pop albums they want to review Sometimes they'll have guests on that will bring an album with them that they'll review. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have a Patreon feed that posts. they So their episodes release regularly every other week, like ours. But their mm-hmm. Patreon posts in the off weeks. So if okay. you're on the Patreon, you get Bill Buds every week, which I am. Uh, nice. But yeah, they uh, just recently had a guest on for their Patreon where they did the Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> Which was very fun. Uh, they also, oh, they also just reviewed on their Patreon the Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Oh. Which was very nostalgic. That was one of our dad's, uh, probably one of our dad's, like, touchstones for, like, relating to us. Because, like, <laughs> dad is, like, a big, like, old-time, like, Western fan, and we're not. Mm-hmm. But that's a good movie that we can all enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the CDs he had that we could all agree on when we went on a road trip that wasn't him just putting on some old dad music that we didn't get. Like, okay, like we could always rely on soundtracks. There was no soundtrack we couldn't agree upon. That's true. Yeah, we're (laughs) we're a soundtrack family. I was just thinking today about how the Little Shop of Horrors theatrical movie soundtrack was very important to us and i think i still know every word of it to this day yeah it's it we listen to that a lot dad still listens to that a lot um good yeah he'll listen to like uh, like very loudly when i was living at the house uh suddenly seymour he'll he will (laughs) just have that on very loudly and then i'm like okay he wasn't watching the movie he's just listening to it yeah (laughs) well Uh, it's you know that makes it even more sudden (laughs) <laughs> ah, Seymour. <laughs> but yeah, go listen to the Bill Buds uh, podcast. They are very funny gentlemen uh, mm. that play a little bit of the songs in between. Someone re- compared their episodes to our Groovies episode that we did, uh, oh. which is just a very high compliment. 
Wow. So I just wanted to shout them out because they're, uh, if you liked that Grooves episode, you would probably like the Bill Buttons pod- podcast. Nice. I've been meaning to check that out. I love JPC on Hey Riddle Riddle every week. That's mm-hmm. That's been one of my favorites. That's been my cooking dinner buddy for like yeah. the last year or so. And Wednesday night, I make a nice dinner and uh, Adel and Aaron and JPC are there to help me. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have been catching up on uh, Kingdom Smarts. Oh, uh, yes. Which I don't know if I've, I've talked about before. Uh, but I've it's I've probably been listening to it since day one. Uh, since they since they announced it and started it. But it is uh, hosts uh, Jake and Shannon. Uh, Shannon is an expert in the ways of Kingdom Hearts. Jake knows nothing about Kingdom Hearts, next to nothing. And they're doing all of the games in release order, uh, where Shannon is explaining all of the Kingdom Hearts games, mostly beat by beat. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes for Kingdom Hearts, you w- could skip over the Disney World, which is mostly what they do. Yeah. Um, for the most part for some of their games but otherwise it's pretty beat by beat and it's it's just a lot of fun they're both excellent storytellers uh and it's it's very uh fun to hear jake react to (laughs) yes the wonders and the horrors that is kingdom hearts (laughs) and if you don't if you don't know anything about kingdom hearts i highly recommend kingdom hearts listening to it through their point of view is very fun yeah, I was in the same boat. I listened through, I think, Kingdom Smarts the first and uh, Kingdom Hearts, the first game, the original. And then I think a little bit more into another game and then my podcast load just got too full and mm-hmm. I fell off of it. But it is a quality show. It's very entertaining, even if or maybe especially if you don't have any context. Yeah, especially if I would agree. Mm hmm. But yeah, those are the podcasts I've been catching up on. Go check out uh, Bill Buds and Kingdom Smarts. Very nice. All right. Are we ready to talk about a lovely dapper little polar bear, I guess, named Rupert? Yeah, I it. I guess I never thought about the fact that he's a polar bear. He's just a bear. <laughs> he doesn't say I'm Rupert the polar bear. He says I'm Rupert the bear. But you're right. Yeah. He's a polar bear. Nobody says what they are. I don't think he actually in the original form of Rupert, he is a polar bear. I think he's just a bear. Yeah, I yeah. I was adapted for the TV show. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Whatever he is, he sure is cute. Yeah. Uh, Mel, do you want to talk about why you picked Rupert for us to watch this week? <laughs> I guess when this is the last, uh, the, the end of the last week's podcast but basically i was watching a behind the i was watching a youtube video essay on the first movie peter jackson ever directed and in that video there's like a clip of some behind the scenes footage that he had filmed and this is like the mid to late 80s in new in new zealand and peter jackson's wearing a rupert shirt and i'm like rupert i haven't thought about rupert in forever what's he doing here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I just never thought about the scope of Rupert, how he would have been uh, in New Zealand in the mid to late '80s, and I thought I got I got to get Rupert back into my life. I haven't seen him since I was seven. <laughs> yeah, I uh, after introducing it, I I don't think I've seen Rupert since like Nick Junior days. Yeah, uh, like that's that's mostly where I was introduced to Rupert. I, he might have also. He seems like a PBS character, but I don't think he was ever on PBS. 
No, it, it was be, Nick but, Jr. Yeah, it, it feels PBS, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a a wonderful little show. I was delighted with this. Yeah, um, I ended up having such a good time. It's just lovely and, and peaceful and whimsical. Yeah. yeah, there are. It's one of those shows. It's it's uh, it's French Canadian. Uh, mm. Most of the voice actors are British uh, or from that from Europe, some parts of Europe. And it's in that it's a little calming with them like chatting and talking in the show. Yeah, there's no heavy stakes, really. The first no. episode is just him like, oh, I'm in another world and we need to play a game. Uh, yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and I guess maybe get out of the world. But we can do that. <laughs> that's not that's not priority right now. Right. Yeah. Rupert falls into all these fantastical scenarios and his mood does not change at all. No. Yeah. He's like, well, <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> it's like he just went to the corner store and it's like, no, Rupert, you're in some sort of a dream world. Yeah. But yeah, before we uh, get talking into it, let's talk about the facts. Yes. So the facts are these. The name of the show, Rupert, plain and simple. Some people see it as like Rupert the Bear, mm -hmm. uh, Rupert the Bear, the animated series, but most of the times <laughs> you could just find it as Rupert. Uh, the reason you'd kind of need those, uh, you know, subtitles is because this is based on a kid story by uh, Mary Tortell, I believe, is how you pronounce mm -hmm. that. That's where the character was adapted from, where the TV show was adapted from. And it's kind of just like a big like cultural touchstone from that little book. Uh, okay. Like a, like a Paddington or, or something yeah, like that. Exactly. This feels very much in the same vein as Paddington. If you want more Paddington action and there's only the two Paddington movies, you can watch Rupert next. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, there were uh, a couple different shows. There's, there was a new show that was released. Uh, I think in 2006, that or, or maybe even 2020, that is <laughs> still running. Um, 2006 or maybe 2020? Listen. <laughs> okay. I can consume a lot of years doing this research. They're all, all every year is in there. You age by decades. Yeah. Yeah. Just plain and simple, there's a lot of Rupert. And the one we're adapting, or sorry, the one we're talking about today is the one that ran from 1991 to 1997. It was directed by Gary Hurst and Dale Schott. Uh, there were 65 episodes, about five seasons total. Country of Origin was Canada, France, and ran in the UK. The production companies, just try to pronounce this, Nelvana Limited, Ellipse mm -hmm. Program, TVS Television, and Scottish Television. Ellipse uh, programmed it from one to three, TVS from season one and Scottish television two, th two to five. I want to say that I believe the logo for Nelvana is also a bear. I cannot confirm or deny this. <laughs> That's what I remember at least. It is a bear. I am looking at it now. Yeah. It's like a bear looking up at like the North star and like there's uh so probably a polar bear. Probably could be Rupert as an adult. We'll never know. <laughs> The original channel that Rupert the Bear, Rupert the Animated Series, the Bear, these animated series ran on uh, is YTV in Canada, uh, France 3 in France, and ITV in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, before and we talk Nick about voice, Jr. for us. And Nick Jr. for us. 
And before we talk about ad- uh, popular voice actors, I want to talk about the adaptations. Uh, okay. Which there were two games for the Commodore 64. Uh, these were like side scrollers, like mostly kids puzzle games. One was Rupert and the Ice Castle, and one was Rupert and the Toymaker's Party, kind of based on the naming conventions for the stories and the episodes we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the voice actors. The main voice of Rupert is Julie Lemieux, uh, L-E-M-I-E-U-X. I, w- I assume that's Lemieux. think uh, so. Yeah. She did Rupert for, you know, most of the show. Also mostly well known for Max and Ruby for playing Louise uh, and in Rusty Rivets for playing Whirly and Crush. Uh, wow. But she's done a whole lot of other stuff. She's done stuff for Arthur, Daniel Tiger, <laughs> a lot of kid shows. Very, very good voice actress that makes i'm glad she's also been on arthur because this show does feel like magical european arthur yeah i thought it was arthur when you when you pitched it (laughs) well not that he was arthur but it was related to arthur yeah yeah oh right yeah he thought it was a the buster postcard from buster's show yeah close but no which is Uh, coming at some point we will cover postcards from buster absolutely we also have uh, Guy Bannerman plays Mr. Bear, Rupert's father. <laughs> he does a lot of live action stuff as, as kind of the, that English gentleman when they need an English gentleman actor. Mm-hmm. What we would probably know him most from is Owen Larson from Warehouse 13. Uh, oh! I don't know what this character looks like. I tried Googling it to no avail. <laughs> but I'm glad to see Warehouse 13 pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, not too much. The part of Bill Badger, which we see in a couple of the episodes that we watched, yeah. uh, was, was played by uh, Torquil Campbell, who mostly does soundtracks now. Uh, oh! He, yeah, he is the lead singer of the Toronto-Montreal band uh, Stars, uh, and mostly just does a lot of like soundtrack music right now, which is neat. Mm, interesting. Mrs. Bear? Uh, is best known, or Mrs. Bear is Valerie Boyle, and is best known as the, from the Pacifier, where she played both a nun and a Nazi. Both of those are in the Pacifier. Yes. Wow. You know, ben Diesel, the Pacifier, the Nazi. <laughs> and uh, special treat. Do you remember the professor in the last episode we watched? Yes. Uh, any guesses who that's played by? Uh, well, I, I presume it's the last name left on the notes spreadsheet that we share, which is Colin Fox. Yes. <laughs> I forgot. You could see that. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's Colin Fox. Does that name ring any bells? Because it might. Oh, n- no, it does not. Let's see. He's most well known for playing Nelson and Tommy Boy, uh, R- Roger Trilling in Daylight, and Niedermeyer in Phantom of the Megaplex. Oh my god! Wolfgang Niederbeier, the winner of Theater Manager Magazine's Man of the Year! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> La Monica's father-in-law, that Niedermeyer! <laughs> yes. Wow! Right! <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting to see his face or or that name. Uh, mm-hmm. when I, when I was looking all these up, but yeah, uh, it's, it's very, very nice to see that, that face again. Good. 
<laughs> awesome. Thank you for doing all of this research. For sure. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, so before we get into the episodes we watched, let's mm-hmm. watch the intro. Oh, I also wanted to talk about, uh, I had this up here. There's a Rupert Bear Museum, or at least there was. A uh, whole museum just for, oh my gosh, look at that. Yeah, there's, there's like a little pic- diorama. He's like having tea with his dad. Yeah, you can see his like mom's bringing treats. And these are like whole, I don't know if, how to scale these were, but there were, it was, I don't remember what museum it, this was a part of, but mm-hmm. there were other like British TV shows uh, that kids could like interact with and like other st- exhibits and stuff like that. And this wow. was up for a few years. Uh, oh, but I would man. hope this is life-size. I I hope so, too. I want it to be life-size or minuscule. <laughs> I'll link this picture in the show notes. Thank you. Delightful. Yeah. Before we get into the episodes we watched, let's watch the intro. It's about mm-hmm. a minute long, uh, and we'll be starting from the beginning, uh, hitting play. If you want to watch along with us, you're welcome to, but we'll put the music underneath us as a bed. Uh, there's no lyrics in this song. It's all instrumental, but it is a pretty fun intro. It's very sweet. So we'll be starting in three, two, one, play. It's so soothing. Immediately, he lives in this delightful little cottage. His mom's wearing an apron. A full-length so so, apron all the way down to her ankles, so you know she takes her job seriously. So he hops the fence at the beginning of this, mm. and this music is so good. It feels like elementary school, like we're watching a, a little yeah. film reel. Yeah, he hops the fence at the beginning, so I imagine that he his parents don't know what's happening. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just likes to hop a fence. I mean, that's fair. And there he's flying his plane. Oh, man, I love this shot. All, him and all his friends are, like, having fun around a pond. The professor's mm-hmm. got, like, a, something he's sticking into the water to look at little fish. Yeah. <sighs> Lovely. That's the intro. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Wholesome. Very good intro. Very, very ple- pleasant. Very calming. Hopefully that helps you guys understand what the tone of this show was, because it's it's just very much that. Yes. All right. So the episodes we watched, uh, I found a series of episodes whose names all fit a theme. So we watched episode nine, Rupert and Bill in Gameland, episode 44, Rupert in Toyland, and episode 47, Rupert in Mirrorland. I really like that we jumped from like, the very first few episodes to the 40th episodes. <laughs> and it feels no different. I also saw an episode that I'm disappointed we didn't do when I was looking up the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rupert and the Crystal Kingdom. We could have done yeah. the Griffin McElroy episode. <laughs> yeah, let's see how many elevators are in it. In Rupert and Bill in Gameland, it's Rupert, uh, who, as we said, is a polar bear, and, and his buddy Bill, who's a badger, uh, they're both very smartly dressed. This yeah. is a very preppy show. I, I love, like, preppy men's fashion. I love little blazers and waistcoats and loafers and things like that. So it's yeah. fun to see those on cartoon animals. 
Yeah, Rupert has like a red sweater, yellow mm. plaid pants, and like a yellow plaid like scarf. Yeah, and he's probably the most dressed down of the show cast. Right? Yeah. Everyone else is in like formal wear. Like Bill Badger yeah. is in like like a little tie and like a little suit and like spats. Hmm. My my favorite thing I've learned about preppy men's fashion is that very brightly colored pants. They're like they're almost like golf pants, you know. You've seen those where it's like a very bold plaid, or it's just like bright watermelon red, or it's like yellow pants, and they're covered with like little blue fish or something for like this coastal look. Like very vibrant pants of that style are called go to hell pants. Really? <laughs> where does this come from? Like there was some fashion critic who was writing an article about this style decades ago and he was frustrated it's like them and they're you know they're loafers and their sweaters and their bright go to hell pants and it, it just stuck so the fashion industry adapted this term i think so or at least the couple articles i read adapted this term yeah so i don't know if you'd call rupert's uh, yellow plaid pants go to hell pants <laughs> <laughs> i'm not so i actually am wearing yellow pants that i just got uh, yes. Oh, so I guess I am wearing a pair of go to hell pants. Uh, <laughs> I'm in I'm in half Rupert cosplay today in honor of our. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's Rupert and Bill. They're sitting in the back of a toy store um, playing a game of checkers and Bill is winning and he's very proud of himself for winning. He's a little smug. He's still having fun with Rupert. He's not. Bill is like almost a cad but he's like still a pretty good guy at the end of the day can we get a definition for cad oh it's like um a fancier way of saying a jerk like if you have a british accent you're a cad instead of a jerk i think okay that's the rule right (laughs) in my book it is i don't know like he's just sort of smug and full of himself but also like super friendly and like loves to do anything with rupert yeah yeah i really like this character yeah Uh, but yeah they're playing they're they're playing and uh something falls over in the background and a little tiny door is exposed (laughs) one checker just gets up and rolls away off of their checkerboard and they go into the back room of the toy store and they move a giant deck of cards that's like three feet tall and behind there is a small door in the wall like in being john malkovich yeah and they're like let's 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 go through the door let's see yeah, what's back there it's smaller than them and any door that is half the size of you is always a good idea look at any movie <laughs> look at didn't they they had one in in get out i think he didn't go in it but uh Coraline, great idea go in that yeah. door every time a movie has a little door probably a great idea to go through it the best thing you can find behind a half-sized door is just, like, insulation. <laughs> That's the best possible situation. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you win. It only goes down from there. But yeah, it opens up into a landscape with just, like... A, it's mostly empty with, like, a random assortment of, like, life-size games everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the door kind of opens up into like a big pinball where they drop in from the top uh, and they fall through these chutes that separate them 
and Rupert ends up alone and doesn't know where Bill is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Rupert, uh, and by the way, Rupert is nonplussed. (laughs) It's like he just went through that small door and there was just like another normal toy store room beyond that. It's like nothing phases him. A Mm -hmm. world full of living game pieces, all right. That just means new friends. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. He's kind of like Sora. <laughs> Is that how Sora operates? Oh boy, a, mer- a mermaid, a beast, uh, a big hero six. They're all my friends now? Pretty much. He makes okay. friends with everyone. That's good to hear. Rupert uh, makes friends with a an army of all of these assorted game pieces. You know, checkers, tiddlywinks, little, little peggle guys all sorts of miscellaneous generic game pieces and there's like a colonel hopping around who's uh getting them into gear for a battle against uh the chess royalty yeah the the chessman is what he says Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah these these pieces are all either they're all either like big dice with no face or little things with tiny faces uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it bugged me that some things got to have eyes and other things didn't. Yeah, that's upsetting. Also, yeah. what is a tiddlywink? E- um, you know, in the it's show, like little... it's just a little circle, and it I don't is. know what that means. Yeah, a tiddlywink's a little plastic circle, and I guess you like flip them. Or... It's a. F- I think a tiddlywink is just a very small pog. <gasps> <laughs> This is a prehistoric pog. <laughs> yeah, a tiddlywink grows into okay. It's like a tiddlywink is smaller than a checker, uh, and a checker is smaller than a pog. <laughs> Does this help? No, but okay. I I guess I'm excited. Do people still play tiddlywinks? I don't. Maybe after the pandemic, they do now. Like, there's got to be somebody in quarantine that was like, I guess I'll pick up Tiddlywinks. I guess I'll Man. get real good at that. I want to bring Tiddlywinks to, <laughs> to work on slow days. <laughs> Becomes hot. Friday Night Magic the Gathering has to compete with Friday Night Tiddlywinks. <laughs> oh, no. the, the pr- you, If you compete, you get a promo Tiddlywink. Holographic, and this one has Jace on it. <laughs> bring back Tiddlywinks. <laughs> we don't know what they are, but bring them back. <laughs> the new cool Tiddlywinks, not your, not your dad's Tiddlywinks. <laughs> so, so, uh, so that's where Rupert is, and Bill is taken to the Chessmen. And he brags to them about how he was beating Rupert at checkers. And they're like, you must be a grandmaster. How many mm-hmm. games did you win? You're like, you're going to lead our army. So we've got uh, Rupert and Bill on opposing sides of this war. Where it seems like if the chessmen win, yeah. they're going to take away the homes of these other game pieces. And I wasn't sure on exactly what a home meant because there are no buildings Except for the castle where the chessmen live. I guess your home is just like a large checkerboard in a field that you roll around on? That's what it seemed like. Most of the landscape is like sport balls embedded in the ground. 
Yeah. So like sport, like games are part of the landscape. Um, Which is cool. We, yeah. Uh, I also wanted to mention uh, when Rupert is talking to the, the eclectic game pieces, uh, he mentions his hometown, which I had was not prepared for the name of. Uh huh. Rupert's from Nutwood. 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 Love it. Yeah. I don't know. If you're three, it's fa- it's fantastic and hilarious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If this is 1995 and you're five years old, like I was, you're like, oh boy, I can't. I want to go to Nutwood too. I, w- I want to play with Bill the Badger. I want to go to the Checkers store. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the two uh, sides have a skirmish and the king is very angry uh, when he sees Rupert because he's like, I can only move uh, like up and I forget how chess does. I just I watched all of the Queen's Gambit, but I forget how chesses move. You know, how they each okay. move a specific way. Well, and then he well sees- the, <laughs> the king can only move one space in any direction. The queen yes. can move in any any number of spaces in any direction. I think that's right. how it works. Right. So the queen's the most powerful. And then he sees Rupert, who can just do anything he wants anywhere because he's not bound by a square law. And he's like, <laughs> how dare you have somebody that powerful? This isn't fair. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, so they're playing this big game. Uh, and Bill was... Bill tried... Or, they're playing this big game, and initially Rupert tried to talk Bill into, they're going to lose their homes, you got to come over mm-hmm. to our side. And Bill's like, no, I win games. I'm going to stay with these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Rupert runs into Bill on the on the field, he's like, you have to reconsider, you have to join us. He's like, what are you talking about? I've always been on your side. Uh, I'm going to be on the winning side. That's yours. Uh, oh, and th- very and, sweet. Yeah, it's very, they're very nice kids. They're good kids. Yeah. Uh, and so they both uh, run up to the king, climb on top of him, and use their bodies to like rock him forward and knock him over, winning the game. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, checkmate. Checkmate. At which point, the king is like, "I want a rematch." Uh, and Bill, I think it's Bill or Rupert. No, it's Rupert. Rupert has like sits down. It's like, if you guys are gonna fight, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, help. I'm just gonna sit here and watch. <laughs> Uh, and then he gets like this devilish look on his face and his eyebrow raises like, but, uh, <laughs> if you were to keep fighting, uh, you, they don't have a home anymore and chessmen, you can't keep playing games. Uh, so both warring factions decide to, in the interest of wanting to play games forever in game land, we'll just make these games for fun now and he'll give back all the homes and he turns Aww. into a good guy. Yeah, Rupert has that kind of power. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, I guess they just go home like normal. <laughs> yeah, they go home and they're back in the toy store because they just need more games. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> Bill wins their checker game again. And Rupert's very like, you did it again. And Bill's like, wait a second. Have you been letting me win this whole time? <laughs> Which is kind of like nice that Rupert would be like, my friend really likes winning, but he's very bad at games, so I'm going to let him win all the games we play. Yeah. Which is a very sweet, wholesome thing to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And, th- and that's the first episode. A lot of these are going to be pretty quick because yeah. there's not a lot of 
like shock factor here of us like re- reacting to crazy things that happen to these there's, in this old cartoon. There, it's there's it's a just little. wholesome. There's a little. Yeah. But. <laughs> the next episode, Rupert in Toyland, starts with Bill helping Rupert sort out some of his old toys. Rupert's got a box of toys uh, that are junk. They can be taken out to the, the trash or donations or whatever. And then a box of toys that are going to be stored up in the attic. And he finds his old doll, his own little... You know, he finds this old toy doggy from when he was a baby named Mr. Squeezer. He's like, oh, my God, I forgot about Mr. Squeezer. I got to keep him. He's going into the attic. Mm-hmm. And instead, he I, he gets put in the attic box. But then when his dad, Mr. Bear, comes to take the junk box away, he takes the attic box by mistake. Yeah. And we don't see this happening. He just runs the trash and says, dad already did it. It's gone. And then we cut to the dump. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so the boys go to the dump, uh, Rupert and Bill are there, and then just like behind a pile of trash is like a magical little ritual where there's like a stage made out of stars and rainbows, and there's some like toy soldier leading like other broken toys up there saying, all right, stand here, and then you'll be transported to Toyland. And he sees this, and Rupert sees this happen to Mr. Squeezer, and he's like, well, bye, Bill. I got to go to Toyland. <laughs> Later, pal. And this, is, this episode is basically the plot of Toy Story 2, but it's like, mm. what if Andy lost Woody, and to get Woody back, Andy had to become a toy? <laughs> he used to pull a heist <laughs> in his own room where he used to trick... <laughs> His toys to thinking his he's a toy. That's a that's a good movie. Yes, it's where Andy finally Andy finally learns that his toys come to life by tricking them by lying to them. Right, he has to get them to believe he's a toy too. That seems like fun. God, I want Toy Story five where a human being is accidentally accepted by the toys as another toy. <laughs> yes found family <laughs> so rupert he just like sticks some springs and gears on him and he goes up to the toy soldier like i am a mechanical bear and he's like rupert sized so there's a procedure it's like well you can't step on the little star stage you just have to like touch the star on the top and that will transport you to Toyland. I, I don't know why we needed that detail, but thanks. Thanks for putting this in there that there are options for toys of different sizes. So if yeah. you got the my size Barbie that's as big as you, <laughs> she can also go to Toyland. The my size Barbie probably had less accessories than the other Barbies. Yeah, but it could wear oh. yours. <laughs> my accessories. It's not that big. It still has like weird barbie proportions where its arms only access one axis Mm -hmm. i don't know i used to work in a toy store so i have toys opinions (laughs) good we need those (laughs) yeah anyway so uh rupert is transported to toyland and he's just approached this kind of town square of toyland and he sees all these like toys in, in need of help like a turtle that's on his back and he flips him over and a ballerina that like needs its key turned uh, to keep dancing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he walks up to like 
this like dinosaur, this huge dinosaur and like two little toys. And I forget the interaction that takes place here, but he has to kind of like talk his way out of like, I'm not an owner. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a toy like you and I'm here to find my co-toy and bring him <laughs> back to our owner. Yeah, um, this is uh, very much a community of people who are like, no, owners are bad. Owners abandon toys. That's what we're all doing here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the the big dinosaur offers to help him uh, find the toy. Uh, and as as they find Mr. Squeezy, Mr. Squeezer, Mr. Squeezer, Mr. Squeezer. Yeah. And the one of the key toys that was lost in Toy Story Two was Wheezy, a Squeezy that, toy. That's what I was thinking about. There's a lot of parallels. <laughs> get start writing your your fan theories now (laughs) toy story 2 ripped off episode 44 of rupert we want the truth so he he finally finds mr squeezer and he's like well great now we just have to go out to the exit and the dinosaur is just like well it's not that easy this uh toy paradise is more of a toy prison uh, because the uh, guy who runs it uh, is big bad old Sprocket, this like older Tinker t- Tinker. What is it? Ten Tin Man. Yeah, they yeah, call like, they they call him Colonel Tinker. This is the Colonel second Tinker. episode in a row we've watched that involves some sort of a, a colonel. <laughs> Very common. And so they try to leave, and then Colonel Sprocket. Colonel Sprocket. Sorry. Colonel Tinker. Colonel Tinker Sprocket. Sprocket Tinker. His name is Sprocket, right? No. I don't <laughs> I didn't write down anybody saying the word Sprocket. The only Sprocket I know is George Jetson's boss. Well, George Jetson's boss doesn't want Rupert to leave. Uh, <laughs> and he stops him. And they have to go to Toy Court uh, for Rupert <laughs> to be like, Yeah. Are you going to, Rupert's like, okay, I got to take my friend back. Why won't you let us leave? And Rupert has to like come out and say, uh, I'm an owner. I have to go. He pulls the owner yeah. card. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, owners are bad. We're going to throw you in a castle tower. Yeah. You're going to jail. <laughs> in this jail. Uh, and then Rupert has to get saved by the toy resistance, which are yes. just all the friends that he made. Mm. And they kind of keep him in their houses uh, yes. in hiding while the soldiers are finding him or trying to find him. And he keeps having to like run away from the house as another so- soldier appears. Mm-hmm. This episode and... has one of my favorite things in uh, any piece of media, which is when somebody has a badly drawn wanted poster of themselves. <laughs> what is your other... What what other times does this happen? Uh Tangled. Um, I I feel like maybe this happened in Shanghai Nights. I don't know. Mm. I, you've seen it before. You've seen badly drawn wanted posters. I sure. love them. <laughs> Would that be a good uh, birthday gift if I just got you a badly drawn wanted no, poster of yourself? I don't want to be wanted. No. <laughs> I I like when badly drawn wanted posters happen to other people. <laughs> not to me mm-hmm. so Rupert, Ke- Rupert and Mr. Squeezer keep having to run from hiding home to hiding home 
and while they're at these houses, they are playing with these toys, and another toy will come along and be like, the soldiers are coming, you gotta come with me. And yeah. then they'll be like, okay, now we're gonna play. And Rupert kind of slowly puts together, like, oh, the soldiers aren't really after me that much. You guys just really enjoy playing with me, and you guys are using me and jerking me around so you can have fun. Because you guys yeah. truly just miss having an owner. Yeah, every the toys want to be played with, and they've been outside of structured play for so long, like they don't know how to share Rupert. Yeah, exactly. when there are no owners, there is no thing to share with each other. Everything's shared to begin with, so they don't know how to actively share this new thing that they have. Some of the toys that Rupert encounters are these soft clowns. Soft clowns. Uh, that I really liked. I thought the soft clowns were super cute. And it made me think, is Raggedy Ann a clown? So yeah. I, <laughs> what else I, looked would she up, be? I looked up Raggedy Ann and Andy. Uh, first off, they're from like 1915. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, clowns. I, clowns like we had like, <laughs> date back to the beginning of time. Like we had Commedia dell'arte clowns, but I don't know how old like the conventional circus clown is. And the closer I looked at him, I'm like, no, you're really not clowns. You are just like, you're almost clowns. I think really just because of the red hair, if their hair was different, I wouldn't think they were so clown-like. I was also mm. trying to figure out what the relationship is between Raggedy Ann and Andy. Cause I'm like, are they siblings? Are they married? I, I don't think they're married. I think they're either siblings or friends. Yeah, like they're just cohorts. Like they're just two of a kind like, there's yeah. other raggedies out there. They were I, at the same I did, orphanage. Right. I did some research. I couldn't find that out upon, <laughs> uh, a like, I went through a couple pages, and then I thought, if you dig any deeper, Google's going to think you're real into Raggedy Ann and Andy. <laughs> so maybe you got to dig yourself a hole back out now. You got to dig it. You got to, like, fly up. You got to get yeah, out of there. So I, so I still don't know if Raggedy Ann and Andy are brother and sister or not. Well, why don't you take over and I'll Google that. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. So the toys realize that Colonel Tinker has been acting like their owner when he's been saying owners are so bad and like forcing them into this lifestyle. And so they take out his wind-up key <laughs> from his back and they throw it over the castle wall. <laughs> they yeet it. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I guess he realizes the error of his ways He's like, you know what, guys? Owners are cool after all. I don't know exactly what happens because the... Okay, no, no, no. This is what happens. So the toys all... Re they are allowed to have owners again, but, you know, they live in Toyland where there aren't any. Mm -hmm. Rupert is the only owner that has come through. So Rupert's going to, like... So Rupert's going to take the toys oh, back yeah. with them. He, he's Rupert's like... Rupert's going to take the toys back with them. Yeah. He's like, how about I just give you guys to Santa Claus? And he'll he'll, like fix you if you're broken and rehome yes! you and Rupert and I, for a second I'm like does Rupert is he bluffing or does he really know Santa Claus and then like <laughs> they get out of there and you see this like little man in a biplane like a little sweet boy it's a little like, cowboy it's a little yeah, cowboy elf a little, in a yeah. biplane <laughs> a cowboy biplane belf uh mm -hmm. and he takes the toys and they takes them to Santa and I'm like okay River really knows Santa. Yeah, we missed the Santa episode. We'll have to come back to that for the holiday season. Yeah. And then the episode ends 
with Rupert hanging out with Bill and Bill's apparently got some little brother named Toby who sees Mr. Squeezer and then Toby becomes the Bonnie of this story and Rupert gives Mr. Squeezer to him. You got to pass your toy on to the next generation to have like new love and ownership. Mm-hmm. Wholesome ending. Uh, two yeah. things. Uh, one, Raggedy Ann and Andy were siblings. They're twins. Okay. Yeah. Two, I can't hear Toby without thinking about Astro Boy. Do you remember? I don't, in, I don't, in the, I don't know a lot about Astro Boy. In the Astro Boy movie with Nicolas Cage, uh, his Dr. Tenma's son is named Toby. Toby Tenma. Okay. Uh, and that's, that, that, you know, that spoilers, that kid dies. Uh, oh. And Dr. Tenma tries to build a new son, but it's Astro Boy. Uh, but they keep calling him Toby the whole movie because he wants them to be Toby. So I can't hear Toby without thinking about Astro Boy. (laughs) I was thinking about Toby Maguire, like I was mentioning before. Yeah, he's Obey Maguire. Oh, yeah, we mostly call him Obey Maguire. Yeah. (laughs) As you should. Uh, Uh, (laughs) So we're on our last episode. Episode 47... Uh, Rupert in Mirrorland. And this, there's, there's something wrong with the mirrors at the bear house. This episode starts with, it's it's raining in Nutwood, and then Rupert <laughs> wakes up at 7 a.m. We see his alarm clock, and then he, you see him, like, turn out of bed. You see his legs, like, leave the covers, and then immediately get into his shoes. Like, I guess he sleeps in his day pants, or he's running around in his pajamas, both of which sound believable. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's he's looking, he's getting his day started. He's talking to his parents, and there's a shot where his dad is shaving in the mirror, and then turns around to say hi to Rupert, and the mirror reflection stays exactly the same, and it is truly eerie. Yeah, it does this for a while with like yes. his mom, like does something, or Rupert is, is like talking in the mirror, and they just don't notice for like the first like two or three minutes of the show. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the spooky episode. Yeah, it's very spooky with the rain and everything. Mm-hmm. And Rupert uh, looks at himself in the mirror, I guess, to make sure he put on his raincoat correctly before he leaves. And instead of his own reflection, he sees the reflection of the professor, who is a professor. <laughs> he, is, he is the professor. Later, we will go to his house, which is a single castlet. And <laughs> yeah. there's a sign out front that says the professor. This man yeah. has no name. He has only a title. Mm-hmm. He is the he's town also wearing a da- pl- He's the town plot device. <laughs> right, yeah. He's the town inventor. He's like a very well put together Doc Brown. Yeah. Rupert uh, goes to see Bill. Bill has a cold and can't go outside. He has to stay inside wearing a dapper bathrobe and slippers. <laughs> <laughs> And as Rupert's going about his day, you know, in the rain, he looks in the puddles and he doesn't see himself reflected. He sees the professor. He sees Bill. He sees his mom and dad. Then he does see himself, but in a puddle, he's not directly standing over. Something is wrong with every reflective surface in town. So we go to the castlet. We we go to the professor house. And the professor's not there. As he's walking around, there's a lot of mirrors on the wall. And then there's a huge ray gun pointed at a standing mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, at which point, Rupert starts to see the professor in that, and he sees static as the ray gun shoots 
at the mirror and he does the little hand poke he can go through this and the head poke and then all the way through mm-hmm. and he's talking to a professor which he then realizes has a, a watch on him with the numbers backwards like yo and he puts two two together right away you're not the professor i know you're a mere professor i'm in a Rupert's mirror world. smart he's see- smart <laughs> He seems completely nonplussed by all these fantastical adventures, but he must be picking up some street smarts as he goes along. Maybe yeah. that's why he's so confident. He's like, oh, a toy world? I've done something like this before. I can get out of it. I'm fine. <laughs> Easy peasy. But yeah, very, very simple plot with this one. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they just kind of have to figure out how to get back home. Uh, eventually, the professor is found at the professor's house, where the professor has tied up the professor with a ball and chain. And the the professor has locked him away in the dungeon, which all castlets must have. Yeah. Uh, Oh, but he's behind a a rotating wall. Yeah, which the professor (laughs) just has. Yeah. Every castlet must. Exactly. So Rupert goes and finds Mere Bill, and they work together. Who doesn't have a cold. No, he doesn't have a cold. Yeah. And that's how Rupert knows something fishy is going on because they should be in mirrored, mirrored situations. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a weird screen effect happens. <laughs> and I didn't know how to describe this in the notes, but it's it's, it's kind the, of like... Go ahead. It's it's the Photoshop warp tool. <laughs> yeah. it Like, everything goes into, like, weird, like, squares. Like, it's in a grid warp. Everything uh, looks like bubble wrap, yeah. Yeah. Everything wiggles around in little bubble wrap spots. And it stays like that for a second, and then it comes back, and Bill is like, that hurt. <laughs> I didn't yeah. like that at all. Uh, and Rupert's like, oh, it must be uh, the mirror professor tampering with uh, mirrors. His uh, blackboard with all his uh, formulas are backwards, and therefore are not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh, and so he's like messing up. The more he's trying to get to our world, mm-hmm. uh, the more he's messing up mirror world. <laughs> and vice versa. There's we meet one of Rupert's other friends uh, in this episode who is a pug named Algy. Yeah, and he's riding like he's riding his bike around in mirror world, and that's the reflection that shows up just randomly in a mirror on in regular Nutwood. And there's there's Rupert's mom just sitting in the living room and she's like, honey, why is Algy riding his bicycle through the living room? <laughs> uh, this this pug, I don't like. <laughs> Mostly because it's just a flesh pug. They're right. Not, they, they didn't draw fur on him as such. They didn't try and like draw like a fur pattern. It's just flesh and the face that a pug would have. And there's, uh, I thought he was a pig at first, because I think there's another pig character who we see in the opening credits, yeah. who, like, is wearing a similar outfit to, to Algie, and, you know, they both have the sort of flopped over ears, and I thought he was just a weird-looking pig for a while, until I saw his tail, and they took a closer look at, like, oh, he doesn't have a snout, he's got that weird, like, flat pug face. I'm like, this is just a, a strange pug man. <laughs> Please help the strange pug man. <laughs> Although algae is a good name for a pug. <laughs> is it algae like the stuff on ponds, I guess? Yes. What else would it be? I don't know if this is like a British name. I don't know. Oh, I guess it could have been. 
like Neal, how there's no Neals out here, but there's plenty in England. Siobhan. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun names that they that they hoard that we don't get. <laughs> so uh they end up What do they end up doing? A lot of this episode I just kind of watched and didn't take yeah. note, much notes for because it was just like a very entertaining episode with not a lot of complications mm. uh, so i'm like i'm just gonna watch this and, and like enjoy the ride uh i watched these all in the morning so i was just kind of mellowing out to them morning is the time to watch these i watched these at night uh before i went to bed like a bedtime story but i've got such mm-hmm. strong nick jr sense memory that i feel like whenever you are watching rupert it is 11 a.m yeah yeah. So Rupert and Bill are at the professor's castlet and this they're at this big bay window just mm. sit, like standing there like looking into the lab which is a good thing the professor never checks his very big window. Uh, <laughs> and they eventually wait for the professor to fall asleep. Uh and I think they go and get Bill from uh the regular world. To mm-hmm. go and try and turn off, turn on the laser on that end so that they can yeah. get through. And there is one of the classic, uh, like the two professors get in a scuffle and it's like, which one do I shoot? Yeah, And exactly. because Rupert noticed the backwards pocket watch before, he knows which professor to, uh, to, to send with them through the mirror. Yeah. And as soon as they're through the mirror, they look back through it. And uh, Mir is mostly working the way it should now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, the professor's happy now because he's, he's, you know, not warbled anymore and not crazy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, but this whole time, like, we we haven't really seen Mirror Rupert. Once Rupert gets into Mirrorland, he's like yeah. always just missing his mirror self. But when he's back to Nutwood at the end of the episode, he looks at himself in the mirror and his mirror Rupert isn't there. And then a second later, Mir Rupert runs up and says, sorry, I'm late, which is <laughs> a very funny thing for a reflection to do. Yeah, that was that's a good bit. Uh, but yeah, and they just kind of like talk to each other for a little bit. And it's just kind of like a nice, wholesome ending. I thought for yeah, sure, oh, like, Mir Rupert was going to like help him out. But like, oh, I realized like, oh, we haven't seen Mir, Mir Rupert at all. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> I was scared Mir Rupert was a t- truly an opposite of Rupert, but no, Rupert is so t- t- pure good. Nega Rupert. I don't want to see Nega Rupert. <laughs> but yeah, and that's kind of the ending of the episode. They they just make a joke about uh, his dad walks in and is like, "Are you who are you talking to?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm talking to myself." And then the Mir Rupert kind of was like a, a half second behind motion mm, and he's yeah like, that's a cool trick how did you do it and rupert's like it it works with mirrors and they end on that <laughs> i love the dad the dad reminds me a lot of the dad from phineas and ferb <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know what you boys get up to but i'm sure you're having fun yeah I I had a great time with Rupert. I'm so happy uh, we decided to go down this road again. I would return to Rupert. I want to see what other adventures he gets up to. It is a very calming show to put on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely binge this, I think. It's just very easy to yeah. put on and just like relax to. Uh, it might just be like I just put on some Rupert in the morning while I get ready. Yeah, uh, you know, relive those Nick Jr. days. 
Yeah, there's 65 episodes, so. <laughs> and I want to see the Crystal Kingdom episode where they meet Griffin McElroy in real life. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for recommending uh, Rupert. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for watching it with me. <laughs> uh, so you recommended Rupert. Mm. So uh, I have something for us next week. Or we yes. got next um, next time. So I was in the mood for something. Okay. Uh, I've been in the mood. I, I want to hold off on movies for a little bit, keep doing TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something that existed maybe just before we started watching kids shows. Either that or it wasn't on our radar at all. Okay. So, uh, next time we're watching kid video. Oh, yes. I know kid video uh, only by image. Actually, and now that I think about it, I can't picture him. I'm just picturing Kid Vid from uh, the Burger King Kids Club. Yeah, Kid Video mm-hmm. is a live action slash cartoon show. Oh, Kid uh, Video with two Ds. Yes, Kid Video with two Ds. But yeah, it's. I don't want to talk about it too much, but I watched a few snippets to make sure it was watchable and good quality where we could get the episodes. Uh, and it's it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll be watching episodes 3, 8, and 11 are the episodes okay. we're watching. And I'll send those to you to make sure we watch the same ones. Thank you. So yeah, tune in next time for that. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you thank would like you. to... Thank you. <laughs> if you'd like to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes, it would be greatly appreciated as it helps people find the show. Uh, if you happen to leave a five-star iTunes review or a five-star review anywhere on your other podcatchers, feel free to take a screenshot and send those over to us and we'll read them on air. Uh, yeah. Other than that, thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to recommend shows for us to watch, if you would like to inquire about being a guest on the show, send us an email, saturdaymopod at gmail.com or send us a DM or tweet us. Uh, Saturday at Saturday Emma Pod. If you'd like to talk to me on Twitter, I am at James Wilk. I am at Wilkie Wit, W I L K Y W I L K Y W I T. Do you want to take, a, take another shot at that? <laughs> no, that's fine. They got to see how the sausage is made. If I overthink it too hard, I, for, I don't understand what the alphabet or my own name is. That's fair. No, none of us do. <laughs> You just you you can't look before you leap. You just gotta jump when you're spelling your Twitter name. Yeah. Uh, you find me there. Listen to my other podcasts on the whatnots. You can hear me every week on the review show and on the captain's log. Yeah, definitely go check out uh, the whatnots. I very much enjoyed your uh, interview with Paul Bay. That you Thank you. About. Yeah, it was a very yeah. exciting episode for us. Me and Kyle are both big audio drama nerds and we got to talk to the creator of one of our very favorites yeah that uh that's a cool episode to check out that's on the captain or is it on the captain's log yeah it's on the captain's log feed yeah okay yeah so yeah go check that out but yeah thank you guys so much for listening <laughs> so relax kick back it's saturday it's saturday
If I was my normal size, I'd show Colonel Tinker a thing or two. But then all the toys would think he was right, that I really am just another nasty owner. Squeezer? Dinah, Mr. Squeezer, you've come to visit me. Shh! Take this and tie it around the bars. Full steam ahead! We did it! Isn't that sweet? It reminds me of the time my little girl rescued me from under the refrigerator. We hugged for hours. I'll bet she misses you. Oh, she's too old now to be playing with stuffed dinosaurs. Well, I could help you find a new owner if you'd like. You could? <gasps> Come on, Rupert. We've got to find you a hiding place. Tea, Rupert? Oh, no, thank you. Ten cups is my limit. Oh, I was having such fun. I suppose one more couldn't hurt. Much. Just a minute! Hide in here. We're searching the area for a dangerous owner who escaped from prison last night. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about any silly old owner. I've been here all morning, all by my lonesome, just me and... Do you normally pour yourself three cups of tea? 